This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers, so make sure you check out the Rope Trainer today. That's theropetrainer.com. My good friends Earl Perrin, Chris Fern, and John Smoltz have come up with a wonderful training aid to help uh, all the the young aspiring throwers, pitchers, position players, softballers, anybody out there uh, that loves the game. It's It's a great way to get some training in. It's a great way to save some of those unnecessary bullets in the arm, especially when we're playing so much ball these days. Um, I like it. I think it's a great tool, and it's uh, something that uh, if John Smoltz is going to get behind, I'm going to open my ears and open my mind and listen a little bit. So that's theropetrainer.com. Um, want to uh, want to thank uh, everyone for uh, you know all their comments on the past show. Um, I enjoy doing these things, and um, I enjoy the back and forth with everyone. It's you know, It truly is a community of – of people that I get to deal with on a weekly basis, obviously through the show and then just personal uh, relationships that I've developed over the years, especially locally um, took a few, took some years off of coach, took a couple years off of coaching two or three years off of coaching. But uh, I find myself gravitating back towards uh, development when it comes to, to baseball. So I'm excited about that as I move forward. And then obviously I still uh, dedicate some of my time to working with my own son and then working with other kids in private lessons um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that today because I, I did a show specifically on, you know, hitting coaches and then coaches and where's the, you know, where's the symmetry and the synergy of working together and what are we trying to do? And it's hard when, you know, you play for somebody and, you know, you want to respect them, but yet then you have a coach. So, I mean, it's a, it's a real dicey thing sometimes. And I think it, I think it gets overblown in how we handle it. But um, I, I want to mention today too, though I'm gonna. So this is almost going to be a follow-up show because of something that that just happened. And it's interesting how, when you're involved in the game of baseball, um, on a daily basis, almost that. And I said this from the beginning. You can almost do a show every day about the things that happen to you in everyday life. Uh, some things, you know, are, are a little more cut and dry. Some things are a little more black and white. There's a lot of gray though, too, right? And I always say that we—I don't think we have this completely figured out. And I know there's more than one way to skin a cat, or more than one way to do things. But um, philosophy, to me, um, to be quite frank, philosophy to me about why you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing it—I don't know that that should be so far, like from one end to the other or the spectrum. And then that's just a belief of mine that. Especially when we're younger, there's there's going to come a day where it's all like winning's all that matters, right? Um, when you get paid or when you play in your for school, you know. And again, there's you know up the ladder, there's a little more things that go with it. But winning is the ultimate goal. I think when you're young, I think there's no reason to play and not try to win. I've said that a hundred times. Um, winning's great. Winning teaches a lot of things. 
Uh, I don't think we I don't think we give enough credit to what losing does for us as far as growth and development. It's not fun. I don't want to lose. Nobody wants to lose. Uh, losing all the time sucks. I'll just say that out loud, right? Like nobody wants to say that. Losing all the time stinks, right? There's a variety of things that come with losing all the time. Motivation, uh, realization, lots of different things that come with it. But, um, you know, a, a healthy environment is one where you – you know, work hard, strive to get better, to achieve the goal of winning. Um, but I got to say this, uh, there's a variety of ways to go about winning, right? Working hard, training, doing things like that. So on that note, and on my the note of my last show, I have a, a new young gentleman that I've been working with just for three weeks. And he's a great kid. He's 10 years old. He's not a very big kid. Okay, not very big kid, but man, he loves the game of baseball. You can tell when he shows up, it's in his eyes, like when his mom brings him, he's there for an hour. You know, I hit with him for a half hour. My older, my, my middle son, who's a middle infielder, very good defensive middle infielder, uh, works with him for 30 minutes on his defense. And I'm telling you, from the minute he gets there, he's all business. We have, you know, we have some fun. He listens. He does anything you ask him to do. He works really hard. If you tell him, hey, this week at home, just 10 minutes a day, I want you to do this just so you can get some movements, and he comes back the next week, and you can tell he's been working on it. He loves the game. Always a smile on his face. His mom says, you know, he just loves it, loves it, loves it. Um, and and really, uh, you can tell he's a pretty good little player, too. Um, has found his way onto a new team, and uh, they're – indoor practices have started and interestingly enough uh, when he came to me like most kids you know that are athletic too now he's he's small but he's athletic he can move he can do some things um moved incorrectly toward made an incorrect move towards the baseball to where he would roll roll over and swing over the top of it uh, good hand-eye coordination kid, so at that level and at that age, and he played a lower level of baseball even for 10 uh, You know, probably made a lot of contact, probably played, always has played middle infield, probably makes a lot of plays. So, you know, he's, he's a quote-unquote good player, right? So uh, fast forward uh, to this week, and I see the mom, and uh, I had to stop by and see her about something else for uh, – she happens to work at my son's orthodontist office. I see her, and she says, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, yeah. And she said, I, I want to ask you a question. I said, what's that? She says, well, he um, was at his practice, and the assistant coach came over to me and said, hey, how's it going? Oh, fine. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Is he enjoying it? Oh, he loves it. He loves, you know, he can tell this is a better team than he played on it. Okay, well, I just wanted to talk to you about something. What's that? Well, we've really noticed that, you know, he's – He's doing great, like he's hitting the ball harder, but he's hitting it a little bit more in the air. What we really liked about him is that he hit a lot of hard ground balls when we when we had tryouts, and he's fast. She said, oh, okay, well, um, he goes, well, I, I'm just going to ask you, has he been going, has he, has he started like maybe going to a hitting coach? She goes, well, as a matter of fact, he's been working with somebody. Well, I just sure hope he's not one of those guys that teaches launch angle. And she goes, why? Well, because he's not a launch angle kid. He's a hit it on the ground and beat him out kid. And he's, 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 you know, he just, you know, be careful, you know. 
because you know we, you know it would be really bad if he just hit a lot of fly balls. So the mom's obviously concerned, right? This is her coach, so she comes to me and I said, "Look, um, you know, I I don't know any way to explain this to you other than um, I don't teach kids to hit fly balls. Um, I have a philosophy based on a lot of great minds that have are doing this at the at the highest levels." But at the highest levels, at any time, working with kids younger than him, and there's a way to do this, and, and there's a thousand ways to do it, but there's a way to do it, and there's a way to incorporate what I think is the most important thing here. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about that conversation I had with her, and then my feelings about the whole the whole situation, and I want, to, I want you to sit back and think, are you, are you a player in this situation, whether it be – are and, and you have to look in the mirror and be honest. Are you that coach? Are you the parent that deals with this? Do you have a kid that deals with this? Or are you me? So a lot of us have been right here. And this is a this is an interesting moment in your youth baseball experience that I want to talk about. And I, I want to talk about, you know, A, handling it. I want to talk about B, even getting there. How did we get to this moment? And why are we in this moment? So I want to talk about that. Before I do, I want to remind you guys, check us out. Youth Baseball Talk uh, can be found at youthbaseballtalk.com. Numerous things you can do there at the site. The number one thing we ask you to do is subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when every new one is out. That really helps us with tracking. Uh, also, uh, to help the show, if you guys are, uh, you know, we all see the articles in the paper, right? The Amazon guys, you know, multi-billionaire. Um, if you're doing Amazon shopping, which you are, it could really help us. If you went through our website, clicked on Amazon, you're done with us. It doesn't cost you any more money, but we get a referral. It helps me with the production cost of the show. My wonderful producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen, means a lot to me. And some of you people do it all the time, and I greatly appreciate it. If you're not doing it and wouldn't mind doing it, it'd be great. And if you're new to the show, it'd be awesome. Uh, the best part of youthbaseballtalk.com, if you're new to the show, is that you can use the website to go all the way back to the very first show we ever did four years ago. Um, listen to the back episodes. I mean, we've we've done so many now. There's so many different topics, so many different guests. You can kind of pick and choose, or you can binge listen, which some people do. I say it all the time. It amazes me that every week, I mean, every week, I mean, I have hundreds and hundreds of downloads on shows that are three years old. It's amazing. It blows my mind. I have thousands on some episodes because, and I get it, you know, the episodes where I've had like Yadier Molina on, or I've talked to, uh, you know, Bob Tewksbury when he did the stuff with Josh Donaldson and some of these other guys. I mean, those episodes, they, they still get thousands of downloads every week. It's amazing. And I love it. And I appreciate everybody out there for their support. Find us on social media at Podcast Baseball. That's Twitter. If you're involved in this wonderful game of baseball and you follow us, I'm going to follow you back. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. That's kind of a, a, a push for us. If you could go to Facebook and type in Youth Baseball Talk, find our page. I'm going to ask you to like it. I'm going to ask you to click invite your friends. And then uh, when you see a pinned post from there, if you'd like it, comment on it and share it. That would help us share the show. Uh, to all of our friends at lineupmedia.fm, thank you for your continued support. Home of your radio, the newest streaming platform. You guys are going to love it. It's free and available for download on your mobile devices. It's going to be a great training station coming up there. We're going to be able to find some of the best podcasts that involve all this stuff and uh, listen to it at your leisure. Uh, but you will enjoy it for the music and everything else. That's Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform downloaded on your mobile device today. Uh, before I get into my conversation to, today, I'm going to uh, bring in our good friend Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv with his training tip of the week. Uh, we all appreciate Justin. We all know what he brings to the table. And uh, I can't tell you how many more and more people 
uh, contact me and say, Jim, uh, you were right. It's the best hundred bucks I ever spent. EliteBaseball.tv's training tip of the week. Take it away, Justin. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. Today we're doing our broadcast remote. You can see we're at the University of Notre Dame. And we're doing some biomechanical analysis on their players here. And one of the interesting conversations that came up today is something that I do with pro players that I had on Twitter this past week that got a lot of traction. And it was talking about our use of velocity in preparation for competition. And I do have thoughts and feelings about this, and I'll tell you the order that we use velocity training in our progressions. First of all, once the movement patterns are where I want them to be for an athlete, and usually that starts with doing dry work with PVC, just with their bodies, progressing to PVC work onto the tees, and eventually doing some controlled setting movement patterns uh, against minimal velocity. I'm satisfied with this piece of it. It's now time to test that. And what is the test? The test is not under ideal con conditions where we're hitting balls at a minimal velocity that we know players can attack in larger ranges of motion to create more power for their swing. Constraints come in play, and we want to really challenge players both with pressure and with velocity. So when we put them in a competition type setting, heart rate goes up, breathing grow goes up, movements usually increase in both size and intensity. So how do we know if the work we're actually doing is beneficial to players hitting the game? So we start the velocity training using a pitching machine and increasing velocity as we go. For a professional player, we might start that at 85 miles an hour and then we'll eventually get up to 100 miles an hour. So what we say with our guys is that as we increase intensity, do less. When most of the time when you increase intensity for an athlete and the pitcher is throwing harder, we want to combat that by working harder ourselves. When we do this and we put a blast sensor on the bottom of the bat, what we end up seeing is time to impact actually increases because they're recruiting more muscle usually from the top and the swing actually lengthens. So what we're trying to do, get players to do is stay controlled and almost just aligning to catch the ball. Do less. Turn tight. Tone it down. And when players tell me, hey, I, I want you to go at 80% right now, tell me what that feels like, the time to impact actually went down and bat speed on average stays just about the same. And even if the bat speed went down one mile an hour and we could decrease time to impact, we are still going to put more force behind the ball by just allowing the pitcher's velocity to help increase that ball back collision. So the mentality of what do we do when we have these massive constraints of the ball coming faster at me, having less time to react, I get stress and anxiety because of that reaction time. Getting players to calm down, tone it down, stay at 80% and be even more productive is what the velocity will reveal. The players that tone it up, try to work harder, they end up getting beat. They end up getting frustrated. And then that gives us a teachable moment that we can talk about on getting them to step back, step away from themselves, and do less. So that's the theme of the velocity training. Getting them ready for competition is being comfortable within those very small time constraints. When we can do that, you'll find time to impact is going to go down and production is going to go up. Until next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv and we'll see you on the field. Great stuff. Great stuff as always, my friend. And again, um, nobody better. Uh, there may be some tied for first, but there's nobody better. He's, he's passionate. He's energetic. And he's uh, risen up the ranks to become the best at what he does. That's Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv. Check it out today. You won't be sorry. Uh, just I'm serious. Just Google it. Check it out. 
type in EliteBaseball.tv. Be the best training aid, best training tool, best training device you've ever had, especially if you're a coach. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing tool. Um, okay, back to the conversation at hand. So this happens, and, you know, so I'm sitting there, and the mom's telling me this. And in my mind, I'm doing my best not to have any facial. I don't want to give any. I don't want to give any cause for pause. I don't want to give any. But in my mind, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm like, are you kidding me? Number one, and this is why I say to anybody out there, if you like, you can't get better if you're not willing to to know where you're at, right? And nobody's perfect. Not me. Not anybody. Um, so you, you got to ask if, if you've ever felt that way or done this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna first say why. I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask you why. If you truly feel this way, or you've ever said this, or you've ever like even like like you don't you understand the why you shouldn't be that way, but you can't help yourself because you want to win. I want to ask you something. The why I, w- I want you to understand the why before I tell you to stop it. Okay, number one. At the age of 10, 9 years old, I see all the time on Facebook, 9 years old, check out his swing, uh, any advice would be great. You know what I always put? Tell him to swing the hell out of it, be athletic, and have fun. But it, it pains me, pains me, when, a, when somebody, on, uh, when a parent puts their kid on Facebook at that young age and says any advice would be great, and then it's hundreds of comments about his back elbow or his front leg or whatever. I, you know, um, don't get me wrong. I've worked with every kind of kid there is. There are some kids at a younger age who can do some things that are incredible. There are kids that mature faster. There are kids that are bigger, stronger. I mean, every kid develops at a different time, right? So, yes, you have to – you can do different things with different kids based on ability. You can do different things with different kids based on, their, you know, where they're at physically. But, but the main thing if you're doing this is – and I tell parents this when they come to me is, number one, I'm going to tell you what I believe, and if you don't agree with it or you don't like it, then I would – you're not going to offend me if you say, you know what, that's not really what I'm looking for. That's fine. Just like I have to be honest with them – if they come to me and they're giving me money and I'm working with a kid and at the end of the day, he can't do anything I'm asking him to do for a variety of reasons. It could be any reason, right? And I, I'm a shyster if I don't go to the parent and have that tough conversation. It's not a great conversation to have. Telling a parent, I don't think your son can do this right now. Or, you know what, I know you really want him to be here, but he doesn't really want to be here. Okay? You're not a babysitter when you're doing this, you're there for a variety of reasons. Now, as I just said, certain kids can get more out of it at that age. Certain kids get out of it what they can. Certain kids just want to work. So you tell me if for the lesser of the three kids and the one that wants to work hard and wants to get better, why is that wrong? Well, it's not. So let me just cut you off right there. It's not wrong. Just because he's not very good doesn't mean you give up on him. That's number one. Number two, he and his family have decided that this is something he wants to do. You get a whole lot more out of it than a pretty swing, right? You get work ethic, you get coachability, you get uh, all types of things, right? Dealing with it. And if you're a good coach, you do more than just flip balls to these kids and show them some, some moves. You, you know, you, you take your role seriously, right? So there's a variety of reasons why you do this. But I can assure you as I sit here today, there's not one reason to do this at 10 years old to completely teach a kid something that is – fundamentally incorrect to win a baseball game. 
I want, I want you to, I'm going to repeat that. There was not one reason at a young age to teach a kid something that is fundamentally incorrect to win a baseball game. Now, what that means is, is if, let me see, everybody knows who Billy Hamilton is. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. If the Cincinnati Reds coach said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, we're going to treat him like a softball player. And we're going to turn him into a slap guy because he's really, really fast. If they wanted to do that and they really thought that would work and they thought that that was how it would go down, I would say, okay. Well, because he is way, way past all the youth stuff, and he is at a level now where it's about winning and getting paid. Okay? But to take a kid who's 10 and think that you know who he's going to be and what he's going to be and say, well, we're trying to win a baseball game here. I want you to sound. I want you to think how crazy that sounds. By the way, we're trying to win some games here. So what I want you to do is hit ground balls to shortstop and run at ten, rather than hey, let's just let's work on being athletic. Let's t- try to swing the bat the right way, and we'll live with the results. Just go out there and give it everything you have, because what we do know is is that if a kid is athletic and he swings the bat the right way and he does things. Good things are going to happen. I mean, like, come on, we've all coached enough to know that. Now, will will I agree with this sentiment? If I teach a kid at ten to swing the bat correctly, he may hit some balls pretty good that are outs because, you know, he didn't roll over on one that a shortstop at ten couldn't field and throw him out at first. Yeah, probably. Will that help him more when he's fourteen? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you this, too, and I mean this. I don't, like, I didn't invent this wheel, right? So you can disagree with me all you want. It's not going to offend me, okay? I didn't invent a lot of things. I didn't invent a lot of things that we did 100 years ago that we do better and differently today, okay? But what I do know is is that I'm constantly evolving and learning and trying to be better, okay? So in anything that I do, if I defied logic and if I defied what we know in order for my own self-gratification at the expense of others, what would that make me? You can say it because I know what it makes me. For the coaches out there that tell a 10-year-old kid that they want him to hit the ball on the ground, you're selfish, okay, and you're ridiculous. Pretty simple, to be quite frank, okay? Some of you that listen to this show might be sitting here going, you know what, Jim, I don't agree with the the new philosophy of hitting. Okay? You cannot agree with it. Okay? And I'll tell you this as I sit here today. If that's the case, if it is as simple as not agreeing with this quote-unquote new philosophy of hitting, why is it that I can go back and look at all the older players and they all swung the bat this way? Why does everybody think this is something new? That's what I don't understand. What's new is is that we can we can use new technology and we can help other people do it the way the great pe- great players do it and the good players do it. That's what this is all about. Just it kills me still when I hear Ted Williams talk about this and how long ago was that? Right? I mean I I watched Babe Ruth swing. You know, go watch Babe Ruth and David Ortiz swing a bat side by side. Okay, go watch, go watch some of these guys do some of these things. This isn't this didn't just start a year or two ago. This has been going on forever. Okay, 
the body is functional in that it moves a certain way and that we can train it to move a certain way. It wants to move a certain way. If you do, you know, our friend Justin Stone will tell you, if you get into a sequential order, it'll move correctly. I mean, you got to, I mean, you got to be able to do it obviously. And, and it helps, but you, you see where I'm going here to fundamentally tell a kid to do something that your body doesn't really want to do to do something that's even harder than doing it the right way. All with a ridiculous result is craziness to me. So as I said before, I, I, you know, where do you fit in that equation? Because we've all had this. Are you that coach? Okay. That when a little kid hits a line drive into the outfield and gets under it just a little, you go up to him and tell him to quit trying to hit home runs. Are you that guy? Okay. And are you the guy that actually teaches kids to swing down on a baseball when I've never seen – I don't see – I. I mean, I'm not going to say never because I think batters get fooled and get out in front and then they reach. But I mean, I've never seen. I, I, I don't, I don't like. It blows my mind. I mean, I think we all know this. Okay. Are you the parent? Well, let's back up. Are you the poor kid that at ten is sitting there going, "Uh, I don't. This is my coach. I don't want to make him mad." But that, I mean, what do you do? Like this poor mom. She's sitting there going, "Oh my god." I mean, I just got on this team. I mean, did I make a bad choice? Am I am I hurting my my kid? And okay, and now it goes to the poor kid. You know, we, we the the poor kid is is also dealing now with the mom. And then it comes to a guy like me who has to sit here and go, now what do I now what do I do? Because in all essence, what's best for the kid is my is what's in my interest. Like the coach may not give a shit, but I do. So like I got to find a way now to make this kid understand that hey. You know, your coach, I hope, wants what's best for you and is just trying to help you be a better, you know, you got to handle it correctly because at the end of the day, getting in a pissing match over this means nothing. Being right means nothing because at the end of the day, it's about the kid. So I just, I mean, like I said, I, I, a lot of times, I've said it a hundred times on the show, coaches need to be coached. If, you, if you're coaching a team, and again, I, I'm going to give you an example. There are guys out there that are dedicating their time. They've played some baseball, not played some baseball. They're doing the best they can, and they're in, they're in low leverage situations. What I call it. In this particular instance, here's a team that that. Let me tell you something. If you have a team that has tryouts and you play in tournaments and you go out of town and you do all this, well, let me tell you something. That, my friends, means that you as a coach better be trying to get better every year. And there is no way somebody that's trying to get better every year would say something like this to a kid. Sorry, that's how I feel. You can disagree with it, which is fine. I'm sure there's some of you listening to this going, here we go again, you know, all because I don't agree with this new launch angle stuff. And I'm going to tell you, it has nothing to do with agreeing with launch angle stuff. Zero to do with it. I still have conversations with people these days that when they tell me, you're going to tell me Tony Gwynn didn't swing down on the ball, and then I go show him video. And they want to argue with me. I show them the video that he didn't swing down, and they want to argue with me. You know, I'm from St. Louis, the the Cardinals in the 80s with Willie McGee and Ozzie Smith and Vince Coleman and all these guys. Are you going to tell me those guys didn't swing? No, let me show you some video. They didn't swing down. Okay. So, listen, like I said, A lot of different ways to look at this, folks. But 
the only way to really look at it is what's best for that kid and how do we handle this. So take a look at it, folks. See where you find yourself in that spectrum because I would be shocked, shocked if everybody listening to the show hasn't been one of those players in that game at some juncture. So maybe this will help you. And again, you don't have to agree. I'm not asking you to do that. What I'm asking you to do is, in the end, is think about your role in that and how you could handle it better. Make sense? So, all right. So um, enjoy uh, always talking situational stuff because I hope it makes people go, hmm. And and for those of you that can say, well, you know, I I know he says I probably should have been in that situation. I've never been in it. Okay, so think about it. And, you know, you can ask yourself, because if you're listening to this, you do care, obviously. Ask yourself, where would I fall in that conversation? How would I handle that? Because if you haven't been in it, chances are it may happen someday. And what and what would be better for all of us is that if you had thought, gave it a little thought, and it does happen, and you can be bigger than the other person and say, okay, well, here, let me, you know what I'm saying? And me included. I'm included in that. In that. So just something, you know, like I always say, a lot of food for thought here, and that's kind of what we do, so. Uh, Going to move along now to our good friends uh, over with the Rope Trainer, ropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Let's go now to their uh, their rope report that's brought to you each week by Dirtbag Baseball Nation as well. And our good friend, Kurt McNabb, who loves to bring you his thoughts on everything from the Rope Trainer to the wonderful game of baseball, especially the mental side, which Kirk has really taken to a whole new level. Take it away, Kirk. Hi, and welcome to this week's Rope Report, Dirtbags. As always, I'm Kirk McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and uh, like Jim said, just happy to be here with you every week and happy to have you as followers, and uh, if anybody that's new to the program, uh, welcome aboard, and I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Um, we've been talking about being positive and, and positive development for players and coaches and parents and carrying on with that theme. I want to I wanna now branch into this week, I want you to think about these three things, all right? Why? Why not? And I wonder why. Okay? Why? Why not? And I wonder why. Okay? You should be waking up, whether you're a player, a coach, or a parent, every day in life in general, but especially in baseball, okay, whether it's pitching, hitting, whatever it is, doesn't matter, and asking that question, why? Why? Okay? Why? All the time. Get into the habit of asking. That's the most powerful question we can be asking every single day of our lives. To be able to learn, expand our horizon, expand our knowledge, and expand our, again, knowledge, understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. All right? And where it's going to take us. Okay? Ask that question. Get in the habit of it. If that trainer, if that coach, if that parent, uh, whatever it is you're talking to or whoever it is you're talking to, doesn't have a good answer or it's because I said so, those are red flags. You want to get away from those guys. You want to identify with people that either, if they don't know the answer, they're going to say, hey, great question. I'm going to go find that answer for you. Okay. Or they give you an answer that makes sense, is understandable, and can move you forward in your overall development. Okay. Move you forward. Not me forward, you forward. I am here for you, all right? That's the way we conduct our business, all right? Then you want to ask, why not? Why not? Why not wake up in the morning and get moving with purpose? Why not wake up in the morning and be a dirtbag? Get after it. Get up, get after it, get dirty. You know it, all right? Because that's exciting, that's empowering, that's, that's moving forward with direction. And that's what you're being given. You're being given an opportunity to be on earth and move forward. In this case, baseball. 
So why not wake up and move with purpose? Why not wake up and build your trust network with people that you know are in your life with you, in your journey with you, whatever that may be. Get up and say, why not? Let's get moving. Don't look at the negatives. Look at the positives. Today, I can be better at the end of this day. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to be better at the end of the day. So why not? And then be asking, I wonder why. I wonder why. All right? I wonder why. Those are great things because that's going to keep your mind open. That's going to keep your mind stimulated. That's going to keep you stimulated. I wonder why. I wonder why Kirk does this rope report. I wonder why Jim cared enough to bring Youth Baseball Talk to a podcast, to, to saw the foresight to do it. I wonder why the guys at the rope trainer built the rope trainer. I wonder why I should be playing baseball. I wonder why the coach coaches me. I wonder why my parents love the game or bring me to the game of baseball, taught me to love it, or hopefully have taught you to love it. Or I wonder why. All right? Get in the habit of those. Those three components, right? Why? Why not? And I wonder why. I got a guy that calls me last week. As always, there's always people that call me from the rope report and stuff like that. And in general, I want to follow up in the dialogues that I've had. We don't know each other other than a little bit of dialogue. And we spend two hours on the phone and he's asking those great questions. And he's writing down the answers. And we're building a working relationship. Right there, instantly, because he said, somewhere in his mind, he said, why not? Why not reach out? Okay? Why not? And ask the question, why? Why you do this with pitching? Why you why you do this with hitting? Now, whether we agreed or disagreed, at the end of the day, I was able to give him sound answers. But I also followed up, does that make sense with you? So he understands his question of why. All right, and I do that repeatedly all day. I'll do that with anybody and everybody. You know that, dirtbags. You know that, listeners. So you have that right. So let's translate that to the rope trainer in this case so you understand where I'm going with this. At some point, Earl Perrin, he came up with the idea. I wonder why, but he had an arm injury. So I wonder why I got the arm injury. He identified it. He he learned it. He studied it. He analyzed it. All right? Then why? Why are we still doing this? Why are we still having this problem? Why are we still having arm issues? All right? And why not? Why not create a training aid that can help all throwers? All throwers. Not just pitchers, but all throwers in the game of baseball and softball to hopefully have better arm health. He had to go through seven prototypes to get to where the rope trainer is today. And at some point, he said, why not? Why not reach out to a trainer that we know and love? Chris Ferna was that trainer. Chris Ferna, as we know, is the trainer for John Smoltz. Chris said, this is a pretty cool understanding or cool training aid because he understand how it worked. He put the through the test. But he also said, why not give it a chance? Why not look at it? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it works, wow, we've got a great tool here to pay it forward to people. So he took the chance and said, why not? I'm sure he said, why, when they talked at first. I'm sure Chris said that. I know him well enough now. Because he's smart. He asked those questions. But he did it. And then I wonder why. I wonder why. 
let's go to this in John's pants. And then John had the answer of saying, I wonder why this wasn't built when I was young. You've heard him say it. I wonder why. So he says that if I had this, boom, I would have been able to save the bullets in my arm and had maybe even a longer career, which is crazy. He said that instantly just from moving it and booing it and trying it. But he was open-minded. He said, why? He said, why not? He said, I wonder why. I wonder why you invented this, Earl. And they had that dialogue and so on and so forth. Okay? So those are powerful things. And those are things that are going to be able to move you forward as a player, as a parent, as a coach. If you can open your mind up and be able to ask those questions every single day. Why am I a coach? Why not be a coach? I wonder why he's a coach or they're a coach. Or I wonder why this player plays the way they do. I wonder why this player loves the game the way they do. I wonder why they're struggling or maybe succeeding. Okay? Be open-minded to it. Be open-minded and get in the habit and build that. Why? Why not? I wonder why. And start moving with that purpose. It's going to help you get dirty every single day. I promise you, it will help you get dirty every single day. And you will become a better player. You will become a better parent. You will become a better coach. And this game will be ultimately better for everybody in your network. And that's what's important. Be better in your network. Have fun. Enjoy it. Why not enjoy it, right? I wonder why, wonder why, all right? Get out there, dirtbags, and get after that stuff. If you haven't got your rope trainer, you know you go to www.theropetrainer.com right now, enter the code DIRTBAG5 at checkout so they know you heard it from here, okay? They know that, the guys, And you move forward with it. If you have any other questions on it, like everybody else that has questions, talk to me. Reach out. My number, 226-821-2402. You can call me any and every day. You know that. You can reach out to me at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. Info at DirtbagBaseballNation.com. I am happy to talk to you and tell you why you should have the rope trainer. Why I call it your throwing buddy. Why it's the it's going to help you. I guarantee you. I'm not just saying it. I ask myself those questions. Why not? Why? And I wonder why. I ask myself when I got it on me. And I still ask myself when I get other things thrown to me. Training aids. And I ask it. Those are my questions that I ask so I know whether it's a great product for me to be able to promote or not. Or be able to use with my students and stuff like that. Okay? Trust me, I put myself to the same test I'm asking you to do. Get in those habits. Follow us if you don't already. Follow us at Dirtbag Baseball Nation on Instagram, at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, Facebook, and on Twitter, at Dirtbag Nation and the number one. At Dirtbag Baseball, or sorry, Dirtbag Nation and number one on Twitter. Start it, get in the habit of it, build it. Let's be better tomorrow than we are today. But we're going to be better tomorrow than we are today by starting to learn to ask those questions of yourself and others that you deal with. Why? Why not? 
and I wonder why. That's all I've got for this week on the Rope Report, dirtbags. Again, Kirk McNabb, can't thank you enough for listening. Can't thank you enough for following. Can't thank you enough for having the passion in this game and moving forward and contacting when you need to and reaching out. Stay dirty, my friends. Stay dirty. And until next week, get up, get after it, and get dirty. Great stuff as always from my man Kurt McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation as he brings you the Rope Report each week here on Youth Baseball Talk. It's going to do it for us. I um, want to thank, uh, again, my contributors, Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, and, of course, you just heard Kurt McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Make sure you check both those guys out, both tops at what they do, and, again, we appreciate everybody over at the Rope Trainer, including Earl Perrin, Chris Vernon, of course, the Hall of Famer John Smoltz for their continued support of the show with the Rope Trainer. That's the ropetrainer.com. Don't forget to check us out at Youth Baseball Talk um, by going to youthbaseballtalk.com. Find us on social media at Podcast Baseball and, of course, on Facebook by typing in Youth Baseball Talk. For all of us here, see you in the coaches' room. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.